Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ, a podcast about everyday life from the spiritual, the physical, and the metaphysical perspective. Each week, I'll bring you episodes that have a casual, laid-back, informal, and spontaneous look at this thing we call life. I'm Sunny Don Johnston. Now let's get started. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ. That is me, and I'm excited because I always love it when I have guests that I get to interview because, you know, quite honestly, it kind of gets boring just having me talk all the time, don't you think? So guests are fantastic, and today I have an awesome guest, um, and not just a guest, but a colleague and a friend, and so I'm excited to introduce you to her in just a few minutes, but while... Um, all of you are coming on. Why don't you come on in? Say hello. Let me know that you're here, that you can hear me okay, that you can see me okay, that we are ready to go. Sound is good. Are y'all excited? So today's conversation, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to listen to that conversation. And at the same time, it's like, hey, do you know that everybody over this past year has experienced some kind of loss, some kind of grief? Even if you didn't have anybody die or transition, um, there has been loss and grief just through the process of going through the experiences that we have through this pandemic, through the losses of jobs, through the losses of of um, our, our some people's health, um, the losses of your freedoms to do the things that you're normally used to doing. Maybe it's it's um, friendships, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> so today we're going to talk about grief and loss in just a few minutes. But of course, I want to say hi and say hello to all of you and get you started. And hey, if you know somebody that could benefit from hearing this conversation today, then please, please tag them right in the comments right here. Or you can go ahead and just share this to um, your personal page or your, your um, community group or what have you uh, to let others know. Let's see who's on. Hey, Donna and Rachel and Nikki. Hi, Matt and Shannon, Linda and Cindy. Good to see you, friends. Hello, hello. Hey, Helen, across the pond. Hi, hi, Matt. Hey, Kathy and Agatha, Petra and Danny, Thomas and Elise and Susie and Marianne and Marlene and Oba and Janelle and Cody. Good to see all you beautiful souls. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and glad that you can hear me, see me. It looks like you're good. I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest for today. Hello, Paula. Good to see you, my nice friend. To <laughs> nice to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited. It, it doesn't sound good to say I'm so excited to have this conversation, but I am so excited to have this conversation because it's one that needs to be had. Yes. So, first off, though, you got to open your jacket and let's see what shirt you got on because I see it. Woohoo! Love it. Be a kind human. That's a great, great message. All right, Paula. So I want to just, I want to read your bio so everybody knows a little bit about who you are and why you're here in the first place. And then we're going to, we're going to dive in and let spirit take us where we go. Cause that's why we call this off the cuff. Okay. All right. So Paula Meyer's mission is to help grieving women who are suffering from life changing losses and tragedies. After becoming a widow at 54, she left her job and began a year of travel to find joy and purpose again. As her travel ended, 
the COVID-19 pandemic began, almost like in the exact amount of time, right? Yes. It was like like a couple of weeks difference. Yes. Um, She was confronted with losing her freedom, losing her normal life, being thrown into the unknown as she was starting her business and waking up every day to the same reality. In that space, she found that she could use the same strategies of navigating the grief of her husband's death for navigating the grief from the pandemic and social unrest. Paula has more than 30 years experience as an event planner and procurement contracting specialist with 12 years in author speaker management. She has organized and managed over 135 workshops around the world. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for being here with us. Glad to be here. Thank you. You bet. All right. So, of course, we want to start with your mission, which your mission is to help grieving women. So why don't you just share, Paula, a little bit about um, your story so everybody can um, get to know a little bit about where what brought you here. And then um, and then we're going to dig into what you're doing about it and what you're doing with it. OK, um, well, it, the whole um, grief journey started um, actually when my husband was diagnosed with cancer in November 2014. And um, it was a long four-year journey of him being sick, then being well, and and having maybe a, a couple years of okay health, and then um, and then the cancer came back, was super aggressive. He had it in the throat, so as as time progressed, he ended up having a um, feeding tube put in, a tracheostomy put in. The tumor was growing outside of his neck, you know, and it was just really a very interesting disease because both him and I have struggled all our lives with expression. And um, both of us are firm believers that, um, you know, our emotional issues create illness in our bodies. And that was like the perfect illness, right, for not being able to express yourself. And um, And pretty hard to ignore, right? Because it's, uh, you literally, it wasn't something that was just inside, like you could see it. So then it was a constant reminder, I would imagine. Yes. And, and the grieving, like I said, started when he was diagnosed. And then, uh, you know, then when the cancer came back, lots of grief there. Then when I had to be a caregiver for him, I'm not the caregiver type. Um, I've never been like into, you know, tending wounds and blood and all that sort of stuff. And I spent a lot of time having to clear out his trach and deal with the stuff there. And, um, and then, and then the tumor, you know, keeping that cleaned and, and dressed and the whole thing. And so there was all of that. And then and then knowing that the time was short and 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 a lot of that I stuffed down just just to work and, and take care of him. So I really spent all of my time working or taking care of him and not taking care of myself. And um, when he ended up dying, it was um, nearly three years ago, June 1st, 2018. I was 54 at the time. Um, on November 12th, my 55th birthday, I had an emergency appendectomy. And uh, again, I believe that that, um, when I looked up in uh, Louise Hayes' book about what an appendectomy means, it's about a fear of life. Yeah. And and I had had issues, um, cues from my body for like a couple years leading up to that. And I just dismissed them. And uh, I realized that I had done that emotionally I created that and um it was it was just really very interesting and and so I started off on a journey of um a few months later left my job I knew that 
the only way that I was going to heal was to put myself first. Right. Um, sure. Even though I was in a job where we were doing amazing workshops and a lot of good for a lot of people for a lot of time, a long period of time, I felt like I'm fine I'm doing good things in the world. Surely God is going to grace me with good health and good, you know, um, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And, and on my journey, um, I left my job uh, March 1st, 2019 was my last day. And then two weeks later, I left um, for Arizona and went to the um, International Women's Summit that was put on by Celebrate Your Life, mm -hmm. where it was uh, the first time I saw you and um, a lot of ladies that I'd never heard before. And it was an amazing event for me because I I, I just didn't real, really understand how powerful women are. I mean, I'd spent so many years in male dominated businesses and I was just like, wow, you know, and that really helped me to realize that, you know, I could speak my voice. And I really believe my mission is to support people like Gary and myself with expressing, expressing our voices, expressing our truth, obviously in a nice and compassionate way and not being afraid to hear our voice, not being afraid to um, speak up and speak out and, um, so I, I did my year of travel and that was super fun. Um, went all over the world, um, took two road trips across the US, um, went to Europe, went to Australia. And one of the really great things about that too was um, I had to learn how to receive. There were so many friends that offered me places to stay um, all over. And at first I didn't, you know, my first instinct was, no, 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 that's, I'm good, I'm good. But I knew that this was an opportunity to learn about receiving. And I knew that it was a um, gift from them and it was good for them to give it and for me to receive it too. It's kind of a reciprocal thing. And so I said yes to a lot of opportunities um, to visit amazing places. And my mom went with me most of the, most of the time and it was just a great way to heal and, um, you know, putting myself in another environment where people didn't know me as a widow, um, didn't know Gary. So there wasn't that weird interaction sometimes that you have that people see you as a couple and then all of a sudden you're not a couple anymore. So they don't know how to interact with you anymore. So it, it was really great. Um, yeah. So now I've, I've written my book and my book chronicles the my year of travel. It also talks about Gary's illness and um and yeah well, well, I mean, you have a unique part of your beautiful you hear me I, yeah you're echoing a little bit on my end okay i wonder if let's see see if uh, uh, okay i think that's better yeah okay. um all right i'm just checking i'm like okay sometimes i hear things other people don't hear so let's just start <laughs> One of the things about your book, though, that I think is 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 fascinating, Paula, and, and then I want to talk about kind of some of the tools that you learned along that grief journey to get you to a place where you could actually share because you're you're wanting to learn how to express yourself and you and you got that. But 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 that's a process. Right. So in your book, one of the things I loved is that. So you gave Gary a journal. Right. Mm -hmm. like here's like when he got sick. There it is right there. Beautiful. Actually, I got it for him in London um, in 2016. And oh. I just thought it was cool because it has a dragonfly on it. And he really loved that. And I, I got one for him and one for me that has an owl on it. And, you know, a couple years later, he was using it um, 
to journal in. So like the first 32 pages of this journal is his Mm -hmm. writing. And then the rest is mine because I took this with me when I traveled. Right. I didn't journal every day, but I, you know. And he didn't journal every day, but you do have some of his journal entries, some of the Mm -hmm. things he was experiencing, the way that he felt as he was walking through um, that, that diagnosis and that illness. And then you incorporate some of that into your book, right. which I think is, is so, I mean, I'm sure at the time you didn't think anything of it, but it, it's so synchronistic that now how it comes together and it, it, it serves a whole picture. It brings a holistic view yeah. to your journey, not just as a, 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 a widow that has grieved her husband, but also the husband's um, journey and some of the experiences that he had while he was um, in that time. And so I, I found it fascinating because I did get to um, write a little uh, a little um, message about how great this book is. And I thought it was fascinating to do that because I haven't seen that very often. So that was a really, I wondered if that was an inspired idea that you, did it just kind of come to you one day? Like, did Gary bring it to you or was it your idea? Well, I certainly think that Gary's brought a lot of this to me. And um, uh, I, I've, I feel him around all the time. And actually a friend of mine, um, who's also a psychic medium, um, I talked to her on, with her on the phone the other day and, and all of a sudden Gary dropped in and told her that everything is going in the right timing for this project because I had thought I was taking too long to write it. I mean, I started, I came up with the idea in April of 2020 and it took me a long, like eight months to write, which I, I understand is not too slow. A lot of people take quite a bit longer than that. But um, but the hardest part, I, I got to maybe chapters six or eight, somewhere in there, um, before it started talking about the cancer's back. And that was the part that was hard to write because um, just because, you know, you're have, I'm having to go through all of those emotions again. But the idea came about, as far as Gary's quotes, when we were promoting, my social media person was asking me, um, it was when we were doing some events together and she, and she was looking for quotes from you. She was looking for quotes from um, my grief coach that I uh, worked with previously and um, another speaker. And um, she wanted to just, you know, just for promoting on social media. And so she's like, I need some more quotes from you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what else to write or to say or whatever. And I happened to flip through this um, and I saw all his quotes and I thought, well, you know, this is partly about Gary. My journey um, in widowhood, widowhood is because of Gary. Right. And so I thought, let's let's do I talked to her and I said, let's do some quotes from Gary. So I pulled a bunch of quotes and um, and she created some memes and stuff for my website. And then I got to thinking about really the book kind of came about because about a month into the pandemic, I realized that this it was this just like when Gary died. The grief is was exactly the same thing because every morning I woke up and it was the same reality for the, for like the probably the first three or four months after Gary died. My first thought every day was Gary is still dead. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds kind of weird to say it that way, but that's what I thought every day. Gary's still dead today um, when I'd go on a trip. In my in my mind, I'm thinking Gary's going to be home, and then I realize, you know, as I landed at the airport, oh, he's not going to be home to greet me. And so I um, I I was talking with with my business coach about it, about how you know, 
I'm thinking maybe I'll write a book. I hadn't quite thought about, I was thinking it was going to be about my year of travel and, and not really, at that time, I hadn't really thought about Gary's story um, other than to use Gary's quotes. And then what was really interesting was that I decided to use the, the, the format of a hero's journey when I wrote the book. You know, the hero's journey goes through like 12 different um, sections of the journey. And so I, I, I wrote it that way. And then I started thinking about, and, and I opened each chapter with a quote from Gary. And I started thinking about his illness that I wanted to somehow tie that in. And I don't know where the idea came from. Maybe it came from Gary or spirit or whatever. Um, was was to start, every chapter has a flashback and it starts with when he was diagnosed. And so then each, each chapter goes into, you know, the next part of that story. And um, it was just really interesting. It was so funny how, how my year of travel doesn't, it's not exactly like 12 months or, or a month, one month. I mean, uh, some might be a little bit longer, like six or eight weeks, some shorter, only a couple of weeks. But when I matched it up to the hero's journey, it like worked out perfectly and in, in how it all meshed out. And then, and the same with Gary's story. So, so, and, and then I end each chapter with what, what's the gift? What did I learn about, um, about my traveling or Gary's, what Gary was going through? Because I think that's one of the most important things that I, that I've realized along the way is that the only way to really get through and beyond this is to find the gifts in it because things happen for a reason, right? I know a lot of people think, well, you'd never choose for your husband to die, but you know, that's, that's what it is. And I, I kind of honestly believe that Gary and I came together for a reason, both challenged with expression and um, his journey of passing and not being able to heal himself through that um, was still a great lesson for, for me and for um, hopefully everybody that reads the book. And, and um, so, yeah, it was just a really interesting process of the, um, of just the idea of how it all came about. It just, it was just like kind of, whoa. And then as soon as I decided I was going to write it, I, um, I went for a walk and I just turned my phone on, on the, you know, the, the memo recording feature. And I spoke the whole intro, um, into my, onto my phone. And, and that's the other interesting thing too, is, is, you know, I don't have a lot of journaling and the, and the book didn't come, um, from a lot of handwritten journaling. For my travel part, I went back to, through my pictures in my iPhone because I took a ton of pictures. And so I wrote, I, so I'd, I'd put in each month and then I would record myself talking about that picture and what we did and where we were. And, and that's how I created the stories from wow. my travels. And then Gary's, I did have to go back, you know, because when you go through something like that, your mind gets jumbled on timelines and um, the way things happen. I went back to, for, and looked at his medical records and to see exactly when, um, you know, he started chemo and radiation and, and you know, to kind of try to get the story understandable and correct, you know, right. for, for how right. it actually happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because timelines get really fuzzy when you're going through something like that. Um, so that was that. Like I said earlier, that was the hardest part was when we got into the the death is coming part of the book. That was the hardest to write. And I, I think that's why I procrastinated for a long time on that, because I went probably even though it took me eight months um, to turn the manuscript in. There was probably two or three months where I didn't do anything because um, I knew it was coming. 
I didn't, I didn't really know it um, for sure. I just, there was something off and I just didn't want to do it. But then as I started asking myself, why are you putting this off? I realized yeah, this is the hard part. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You're, re- you're reliving a lot of it. So and that's a good test too, because the thing is, is one of the things that I worked really hard on was to um, not, you know, when you lose somebody li- like to cancer um, or, or sudden death, um, there's still that element. The, the one thing I'm grateful for is I had time with Gary to say goodbye and um, all of that stuff, but still it's a shock when it happens. And, you know, there, there, there's weird things that you do. Like I'll admit, I took pictures of him after he passed and I had those in my phone for the longest time. And it, it just in my main, you know, scrolling through my, my phone feed. And every time I would see that picture, it would just come back. Um, and I, I think, you know, like a form of PTSD, I mean, because, you know, I, and I endeavored to, to remember him when he was his most vibrant and not that way. Um, and, and so that was hard. And I was sharing that with a friend of mine and she's like, well, why don't you move the picture somewhere else? (laughs) That's a good idea. And, and I just, you know, it's funny because we, we, we hinder ourselves a lot of times when we're trying to heal. And, um, but I think that's what, that that's the hard part. And, but the good part about having to go through it again and write it is that I had done a lot of work. Um, a lot of it was, you know, working with you for the last year and a half in um, the Elevate community um, and uh, being around a tribe of people that, which, which I've come to realize is so important is that you need to connect with people that don't know the old you, right? Because you, because I'm trying to change. I'm trying to be Paula without Gary, right? Um, the strong Paula, and I can't do that in yeah. in my current community because they don't they don't see me that way, right. and sometimes they don't support me that is sure. a different version. Absolutely. So um, my my group uh, elevate with with you guys um, and all the wonderful people that are in it don't see me that way. Mm-hmm. So that gives me the freedom to. Yeah. To, to elevate myself into the higher higher version of myself and who you are today and I think that's kind of like I think of it as like when you're a kid and you grew up in a particular area and then you go you leave and you go grow and you live your life and you come home and you're still that little kid if you were bossy if you were snotty if you were whiny they everybody still sees you the same way you're like oh wait I'm, I'm different you know yes but you're yes. almost not allowed to be different because right. they hold the vision of how you were, not who you are. Right. Yeah. And the other, the other interesting thing that I learned too, and I, I mentioned this a little earlier too, is that people, some of the, the biggest people that I thought would be my strongest supporters um, weren't. And, you know, at first I was hurt by that, but I've come to realize that it's not a personal judgment on me. What it, what it was is most of the time they're afraid they're afraid of death, right? Oh, I don't want that to happen to me, what happened to her, and I don't even want to talk about it. Or they don't know what to say. Right. So so they they just kind of fade away into the, you know, yeah. into into darkness. And 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 it's really weird because you know, you you've already lost somebody very important, and then all of a sudden you lose this community that you know what it which you thought was gonna be your base and and they're they're gone. So then you're grieving that. Right. And that's that's challenging, too. So and, and that can actually happen not just with death. I mean, when I left my job, 
Um, I had a lot of friends and connections that way. And, you know, leaving that, you leave them. It's like you said, when you go away to school or you go to college, you're not necessarily friends with all your high school um, friends anymore or your college friends because you don't share the same um, experiences anymore. So so I've learned a lot about not taking that personally, um, having compassion for people. and, And what it has helped me do is to have compassion for other people going through grief that, that I'm not just going to not say anything. I'm going to make an effort to help them, to listen to them, to do something nice for them because that's all, that's all we really want. Um, You know, we, we just want, and it's, and we, we want for those that have experienced somebody dying um, you know, it's okay to talk about um, him, you know, it's okay to bring up his name. I'm not going to, you know, be sad or mad about it because I mean, the truth is you can't change what's happened. Right. So, so then bringing it up, isn't going to make me any sadder. It's just makes me feel better that they remember him and they honor him and they honor me in his loss. So I hear that a lot. As as you know, I do. There's that echo again. So weird. Um, as you know, I do a lot of work with afterlife and grief and things as well. And um, we're going to tell everybody about that in a few minutes. But um, in doing that, one of the things I hear a lot is that um, feedback around, you know, people don't even want to talk about it. They don't want to mention them. They don't They don't want to bring them up. And, and I don't want to upset them. And it's like, you're not going to upset them. They're already upset. They're already right. So being able to talk about them brings that, that life goes to Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, is that, okay, that's better. Is that better? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I keep echoing, but hey, you guys, sometimes you just need to hear things twice, I guess. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, there it is again. Let's talk about your, so your book, because a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's going to be a great book, so they want to hear about it. And then you also created a companion card deck and You've got some meditation. So tell us about what you call Great Loss, Greater Love, The Art and Heart of Navigating Grief. Yes. So the book should be out um, early April is kind of what we're looking at. I'm just waiting for the cover design to come in. And I've asked specifically, can I have this on the cover? Because I want you know this to be um, front and center of it. Um, and within each chapter of the book, there's an activity to do that kind of helps um you know, ask the bigger questions, do something that's different. Um, lots of good, good ways to start the process of moving through and forward. And, and then also in each chapter, one of the things that I learned or I started doing about halfway through my travel journey was, um, what I call the day tripper challenge. And, um, I call it day tripper because, um, the Beatles are one of my favorite bands, right? I love that song. And I love the idea about, you know, uh, a pattern interrupt, you know, date, like I'm tripping my mind to think of something else. So when I start feeling sad, I, I change the pattern, think of, think or do something else. And so every day what I would do is I had three things that I would look for. Um, I, gratitude, something to be grateful about. Um, laughter, you know, something that makes, you know, laughter is the best medicine, right? So um, something to laugh about. 
Um, and, and if I can't find anything to laugh about, surely I can find something to at least smile about, right? So get that good energy up. And the third thing is divine, finding something divine every day, whether that's a sunset or, you know, an animal, a wild animal, or just a hug from, you know, someone you love. And so every day I would, as I was traveling on the road, I would post those into my Facebook group. And that helped me first to express it, use my voice yeah, to express yeah because I would film a lot of it, or at least the first parts or some of some of them. And then the second part was, um, was to move the energy out of the body. So as as I'm, um, and that's one of the great things that you teach us is, is you got to move that energy out of the body. And then and then you have to bring something back in, right? So you move it out. Um, and so the, finding those three things every day helps to bring the energy back in. And I found that, you know, when you, when you don't do that, like when, where I had my appendix, um, my appendix out. So in that area of the body, the appendix is gone, right? So I would think about it in terms of all the organs around the appendix are probably missing their friend, right? And they're sad and lonely. And, and unless you bring a new friend in or new energy, they're just going to keep thinking and feeling the same way. And um, so, you know, I think it's really important, like you teach, that that you can't just let it go right, because right. the body is still used to that old vibration. So you got to bring new stuff in. Yeah. Um, and and so, so, so that's something as part of every chapter, in addition to the activity, let's look at that. And then I ended up... Um, coming up with this, uh, this great idea for the grief card deck. And it, th this kind of came out of, um, I thought, okay, all these quotes that we had to come up with for my social media person, I have some, some of them are Gary's and I, you know, I love your card decks and, um, your card decks are, are, an, are the inspiration really for this. And, and, and as I, I went home one time to Washington during the pandemic. So I got stuck in Denver for the pandemic because I went to New York City for a uh, conference, came home to visit like March 10th, I think I arrived um, and I couldn't travel anymore. Everybody was locking down. So I, I was here in Denver for quite a long time, but I did go back in June to take care of some financial stuff. And I, there were several other journals of Gary's that I went through um, to get quotes and I found a bunch of slides, you know, the old fashioned slides, like you put in a little projector yeah. and watch it. Gary back in the day loved to do nature shots. So, um, so I sent, I thought this would be great. Uh, and I have some really good photos from my travel too. Um, so I thought let's use, I, I picked like 57 slides and I sent them off to this company that created digital files of them you know, the high res digital files. And so the, the grief cards, so this is, this is the grief card deck. It comes with a little magnet. So you can post your little card on the refrigerator when you're pulling that card and working with that card. And this one is, um, it's inspirational ideas to guide you through the loss of a loved one. And, um, and so like this one is, this is my picture that I took in Australia and um, this is my quote that I wrote for my website. And then there's several others that are like, this is a picture that Gary took. That's Mount Rainier in Washington where we grew up. And that's his quote. So some of the quotes are intermixed with the pictures. They're not just strictly Gary's quote with Gary's pictures. Sure. But there, I mean, I found so many great um, photos that he took 
um, like this one. Oh, wow. And um, this peacock and this owl. Those are great. It's hard to see. So, so it's just a, you know, a whole bunch of different ones. There's 42 photos and I came up with 42 because I was numerology using that and adding up me and Gary's numbers and it's like 42. That's the number. That's how many we're going to have. So, so basically this, I, this isn't, um, you know, I don't, I don't mention this in the book because, um, I had already gotten everything kind of done when, when this project kind of came about, but, um, what it, the idea around it is that every day or once a week, pick a card and they're, they're good thoughts about, you know, like forgiveness is when we recognize ourselves and others. That's one quote that Gary had, had written down. So the idea is just put it on the fridge and just keep that thought in your mind. And, and when you feel yourself starting to spiral down, go back and look at it right. and um, just remind yourself of it. So that's, that's the grief card deck. And then um, I ended up creating two meditations and, uh, because I had trouble finding, um, there's a lot of great meditations on YouTube, but I didn't really find anything specifically what I was looking for. And there's two versions of it. One of them is um, for somebody that's died. And the other one is for a similar context, but it's about, you know, losing, losing something else besides a person. And, and so in that one, we connect with our inner child the one for death, we connect with that person. And it's about seeing them in their most vital expression. That was my way of helping me to get past those ucky pictures of him. Sure. And yeah. so they're short meditations, maybe 15 minutes long. And um, yeah, so those will be ready around the time the book's released as well. Awesome. <laughs> People that are listening right now want to get um, a book or want to pre-order a book or when they're, when they're ready, where do they go, Paula? Um, they're not up on my website yet because it's not quite ready, but, um, my website is called GP event works. That's G for Gary P for Paula and events is what I do. So eventworks with an X.com. And, um, we're going to start putting up, um, I don't know. I know a lot of people have heard the card. Th th these are ready to go. And I, I'm kind of waiting for the book, but a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to see those now. So, you know, I, I, I'll probably, I'll probably I'll probably get those up on the site. Um, right now we've got um, two events that we're getting ready to put on the site. So my web guy is, is focused on those things. So I, I can't give him these little things just yet right, um, right. to do. So They're going to be great. Think that when you redirect, interrupt that thought pattern, um, interrupt your behaviors and your habits and, and, and redirect the energy. It, then you're not sitting down, you're moving it and moving right. Is what has to happen. That's what's so so important, right? And, and with with emotions like grief, um, it's so heavy compared to a lot of other emotions, and it really roots into the body if you don't do anything about it. Exactly. And so it's so important to get it moved out. Um, yes. Yeah, because it, it it roots into the body, and that's what creates illness and disease, like Paula having her appendix out, or it uh, or the care caretaker generally get sick and oftentimes the caretaker gets sick and dies before the care before the person that was sick in the first place like that's a common situation yeah. with so much heaviness and density and, and 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 pain and sadness that grief um that, that grief can do if we don't move that energy so thank you so yeah. much for sharing all that because i think so many people can relate to 
I mean, like I said, everybody's experienced grief. And you said it was, it's a, you had the same exact feelings. And I actually just, um, one of my mom's dear friends was here um, the last couple of days and her husband passed in August. Um, and, you know, one of the things that she said to me that, that was, um, you know, and you know this, but I think when you've experienced it, you got, you'll probably relate to it was, you know, she, she was saying, you know, she had kids and so her kids, you know, she could see her kids and talk to her kids and her kids were there to help her and all that. Um, but when she went home, the kids went to their friends or their family or their lovers or their wives or husbands. And she went home to herself. Right. And it was, um, it, it, it just the way that she said it was, um, just a, a great reminder of how we, we can distract ourselves and we can be with all these people, but eventually the person that you would go to, to, you know, feel safe or have that conversation or whatever, when that person's gone, then you go to yourself and then you've got to connect with them on a different level, Yeah, uh, which is part of the process. I, I, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 I, I speak to Gary every day. I mean, I think about him all the time and, um, and not in a sad way. The thing that's changed now over probably the last six months is, is that it's, I don't feel that heavy, heavy sadness anymore. I mean, it's still sad, but I'm grateful for um, what we shared. Um, I used to get mad when I'd be traveling and I see couples that are retired that are taking vacations and, you know, that's not me, right? I, I don't get to do that. Um, but now I'm, you know, when I see them, I'm grateful that they get to experience it, you know, um, uh, not everybody does. So um grateful for those that get to do it. And, uh, you know, I had 21 years with him. So um, I'm grateful for that. And yeah, yeah, it's all good. So we have um, an event that's coming up that you have created that's on this specific subject. So why don't you tell them a little bit about this for those of you that are struggling with grief or walking through that loss and transition, because um, it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, so so this um event has been in the planning for quite a long time. And I, yeah, and I've, I've kind of pushed it off here and there because I just wasn't ready. You know, I, I, I wasn't really sure what the concept was. The first time that I produced a workshop with my grief coach, it was for widows only. And, um, and I got, we, we got a lot of requests like, well, why just widows? I mean, divorce is just as, is bad. And I've been divorced before too with my first husband. So I know the pain of that um, or losing other family members besides a spouse or, you know, losing a job or leaving a job like I chose to do and um, illness, you know, long, long-term illness is, yeah. So, so we got all this feedback. And so the second live workshop that we did before COVID hit, we, we opened it up and I had speakers come in um, for all different types of tragedies and we had breakout groups and stuff. So I thought, Okay, so when we do an online summit, we had planned to do one before COVID because we know that, you know, a lot of times with grief, um, you don't feel like traveling, you don't feel like being around people, right? And so we thought the online version would be better for that. Anyway, I've got, um, I'm really excited about it. It's a four-day event. It's April 22 to 25, and it'll be roughly nine to three-ish. And each day I have, I've got like a total of 19 speakers that are coming in. Um, Sunny is going to be a headliner every day. So she's going to have a 30 minute talk every day. Um, and each day is we're going through like the elements and it has a garden theme. So the first day is um, fireworks. We're going through emotional stuff. The second day is earthworks. And um, well, the first day fire um, fireworks is also prepping the soil 
for our inner garden, right? The second day is earthworks, we're planting our seeds. The third day is um, waterworks, we're tending our garden. And the fourth day is airworks, and we're blooming, right? And that's the spirituality piece of it. So Sunny is speaking every day. Also, my business coach, Susie Carter, is speaking every day. And, uh, and someone might say, well, why would you have, you know, someone in business um, in this uh, grief summit? And the reason is, is because she lost big time back in 2008 financially. Her world fell apart. Um, her marriage fell apart. And that grief is similar to the grief. I mean, it's the death of a dream, the death of your business, and you go through the same process. So she's built herself back up going through the same sort same path that I did. And same with you, Sonny, you, you know, you had all of your challenges, um, nearly dying during childbirth and all of the things that you experienced. Um, I've got uh, a lady coming in to talk about suicide of a child. Um, another just talking about the death of a child after a horrible car accident. Um, I've got a lady talking about being in a stroke. Brisa, you interviewed her on your, on off the yeah, Brisa. Hi, Brisa. Yeah, and she's going to talk about having an illness like that. You know, there's grief around that. Um, her fiance is also going to be on talking about struggling um, through a rough childhood. Matt is um, Matt Gill is our host for the event, and um, he's also ha going to have a couple talks. I have a young kid named Ethan Claire, a very good friend of mine, who's he's I think he's in his early twenties, and I sometimes I think he's more wise than I am. I've known him since he was like seven or eight, and um, he he was part of our spiritual circle in my old job and he, his parents brought him to all these events and he's just an amazing wise kid. And he's going to talk about it through the youth perspective. Um, Verenia Nia Peoples will be there. You know her as Nia Peoples. Um, she's an actress and singer from fame back in the eighties and Walker, Texas Ranger. And recently um, Pretty Little Liars, I think was the yeah, recent yeah, one. Pretty Little Liars. But she was on the podcast too. Yeah, so she was on the podcast as well. And she has an amazing story about, you know, um, suffering through divorce the death of her father, and then leaving Hollywood. I mean, she she decided that, you know, I, I want to serve now. So she'll be talking about um, two talks from her and one about expression and getting your voice out. And then the second one about um, about serving, you know, how, how do we go from from um, our, our normal, usual survival type existence into serving others and how we move that way. And so she's an amazing um, person too. And then I have a whole, just a whole bunch of other people that are coming in. A friend of mine talking about divorce, um, uh, a friend of mine talking about uh, the death of her father, and she'll also be de doing yoga um, a couple times during the event and leading some uh, stretching kind of during the day. And then I'll do my two meditations. Right. So people get a variety of different Yes, it's on death right. and a variety of so you've got it through through loss of work, through loss of relationship, through loss of finances, through loss of, of a parent, a child, a spouse. You get right. all the different perspectives depending on where you're at. You're going to relate to a variety of them. Right. And the other important thing, too, is is um, I've never experienced the loss of a child um, and I needed to learn how to support someone that has. So each of the speakers on that first day are going to also share tips on how can you best support someone that's going through this same experience? What would have helped me if, if, um, and it gets back to that, everybody kind of fades away. So, you know, what can we do? Like I'll, I'll share some tips for a widow 
Um, others will share tips based on what their experience was. So I think that's really important too, is that, you know, we support each other through grief and the only way you can do it is by connecting with people. You can't do it by yourself. And not, and not taking it personal when people do pull away and being able to say, hey, I, I get that you don't know what to say and it's okay. You, we don't even, sometimes you don't need to say anything. You see right. the whole time, yeah, right? yeah. Bring some food, bring, a, bring some flowers and just sit and listen. Yes. Um, sometimes right. that's all they need. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So I'm really excited about that event because I've always, always um, done my best to serve in in this area through, you know, whether it's through mediumship or through connecting with, with the afterlife for people, you know, parents of murdered children and all these different organizations. And the challenge has always been that people don't like to talk about it. Right. And so I'm excited to have a space and a time where we can actually talk about it and it can help heal. Cause the reality of it is guys, the older you get, the more you're going to experience this. Yeah. Death and loss and grief are going to happen. You, nobody is exempt from this. So if you can have tools that you can learn how to manage the energy and work with it and find the be grateful and have the laughter and have the connect with the divine, if you can learn those, those tips, then you're going to walk through it with more grace and ease. Yeah. And one of the things that we're going to do is um, what I call the bloom blueprint. So we're going to create a 30 day bloom blueprint throughout the event. Um, each day we'll have a section we'll complete. And then the event ends on Sunday. On Saturday, we'll start the 30 day challenge. So your blueprint's already done. Right. So you don't even have to think about it. And um, and then we do it together. So every day I'll share in the uh, Facebook group, a private Facebook group, you know, my activity for that day and we'll we'll go through it together so um i, I think it's going to be really great and um i just i tested it recently with a beta group of about 19 ladies and we're like on day 10 or 11 i think of the of the challenge right now so awesome. so yeah that's fantastic because then it gives people support afterwards i love it right right love it. right so if people are interested in that event do they go to G gp event works as well Yes. And that one's not, um, we have a, a placeholder up there for it right now. It's probably going to go live on or before um, March 22nd. So we're um, finishing creating the pages and all of that stuff. So it'll be open soon. Good. Great. Soon. You guys yeah. mark, that, mark that on your calendars. Um, also, we can just keep this link here so that, or this page will be live on all of our pages. So once we get the link, we can update the page and you guys can check it out there as well. All right, Paul, mm -hmm. I have a couple of of off the cuff questions for you. Cause yeah, I, can I, can I just say one thing too? One other event that I want to share that you're a part of as well as the, the, um, the self-empowered wisdom in Sedona. Yes. That the tickets just went on sale today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. Great. So that's June three through six. Um, Sunny's speaking on Friday. Greg Braden is speaking on Saturday and Lynn McTaggart on Sunday. And um, so those, you know, you can see them on um, Stellar Productions Live. That's where the page is. I'm co-producing this event with Karen Kevnick at um, Stellar Productions. Um, and so you can go there and get them. It's all, They're also on my website as well. So super excited about that event. It's going to be super cool. And Sunny yes. and Sunny and Chris will be there. Yes, it's a live event, guys. So yes, it's a live event and it's um, limited in numbers. Right now we can only do 100 people um, you know, socially distancing and everything. So we've got a limited number of tickets. So I expect Karen and I are both expecting it to sell 
out pretty quickly. And um, yeah, so go check that out and get your tickets. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Yes. Looking forward to a live event. I am so looking yeah. Yeah. And that and that one also, you know, it's being sponsored by um, the sanctuary at Sedona and also the Sedona Chamber. So it's um, it's it's a yearly event that Karen's been doing for years. So for so years, super excited to yeah. be um, working with her on this. Yes, that's awesome. All right, my friend, here's a couple of off the cuff questions for okay. you that way. OK, OK. So my first question for you. I know that you just moved like. Yeah. Literally just a few days ago. <laughs> yes. So if you, and so your house is probably in, you know, hey, you've got something on the wall. That's impressive, I think. <laughs> well, it's actually sitting on top of a box. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, it looks like it's on the wall. So, um, uh, so if you, in your house, you've got all these things, what do you miss the most? Like over these last four days, you could, you can't find whatever, or there's something you're like, okay, we got to have this close. Cause this is the thing I cannot live without. What is that thing for you? Um, gosh, probably. Um, well, you know, we have a dog, my son's um, Husky. She's not quite two years old, Hera. And this is going to sound really silly, but we couldn't find the poop bags, right? <laughs> where did where did they go? So, you know, when you take her for a walk or whatever, you got to clean up after her, right? So I'm just like, oh my gosh. Where? And the other thing that I've been um, trying to find is these because I want to, you know, do the, do the house. So I've been going through all my boxes, like, where are those? And I, I finally found, you know, I got a stash of my vibrator and um, ready to do that. And then the other thing probably was this, because this is my, this is my, um, Sunny helped me get my um, 2021 angel, which is Archangel Gabriel and my word is alignment. Yeah. And I created this little card. I actually have two of them because this guy's more superhero-ish like, and this guy's more soft and friendly, so depending on how I feel. So I was looking all over for those because I want, my office is the first place I set up because I knew I had this um, call and it's like, where's all my stuff? I gotta be, I gotta be ready to go. Yeah, no, that's great. That, those are, that's a great idea. Your image with your word on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Love, yeah. It. Love it. Okay. So poop bags was her first answer though. <laughs> Which I'm very happy to hear that because when I take my dog for a walk, not everybody finds their poop bags. Right, right. That really irritates me. I don't yes. think it's much, but that irritates me. Yeah, at my mom's condo where we were staying before we moved here, you know, that's one of the rules, right? Part of the HOA rules, but there's so many people that don't care. And yeah. it's like, I'm with you, girl. I care about my dog's poop. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. Integrity, I like it. All right. So my other question for you is what is your greatest quality? Um, probably would be it's, it's my greatest quality, but sometimes also my greatest um, challenge is that I'm really great at, at um, mediating kind of like uh helping, you know, if things are in chaos or challenge, I'm really good at let's get through this. Let's um, let, we can do this. Um, we got this and uh, finding ways of, of doing that. But sometimes, sometimes I end up 
putting myself under the bus in some ways to make sure everybody else feels better. So sometimes when you're really good at, at, at being calm and cool and collected, a lot of times that's because I'm stuffing things internally so I can help other people. But, but I, I think I'm really good at that. And when you're running big events, that's a really important um, quality to have because there's always going to be chaos and you got to be able to not freak out and you just got to find a solution and keep moving forward. Right. Right. Okay, what is, and I know you said it could be the other side of this coin, but so what is your least greatest quality? I'm a terrible procrastinator. And um, and the reason I think is because uh, in my previous job, uh, we always had a lot going on with the different events we were running and always something different, a different idea or something came up and our team got really good at last minute stuff. We do, we can do anything last minute. We just, and we always pulled it off. Mm. And, and then in that pulling off, um, there's that huge adrenaline that hits. And so I kind of became an adrenaline junkie about, Oh, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm really good at, at pulling things off at the last minute. So what I find is that I, I, I created this habit of doing the same thing with, with, you know, my stuff, whether business or personal, it's like, you know, Oh, I can do this. I can do, I can take another day. And, but what I found over time is that's almost, it, it's more stressful to do right. that because it, it, it eats away at, um, you know, I guess the, the adrenaline high is now no longer worth the stress. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So I've learned that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a lot of people's that yeah. that procrastination. I hear that one a lot for sure, for sure. One All of the right. great things I learned from you though was was putting it, creating your calendar, putting everything on it, and then following it, yeah, <laughs> checking yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah, check that off. Get it on there for sure. Yeah. Not on my calendar. It doesn't get done. Right. For sure. All right, sister. Hey, thank you, Paula, so much for joining thank me. You. It was so great. All of you that are watching, if you're interested in her book, in her cards, in her meditation, or in the event that we're doing on grief next month, please go to gpeventworks.com and you can go check that stuff out. Um, it's not on there yet, but you can check it out. You can probably even get on an email list so that you can get the information once it yeah. is available. So thank you guys so much. Thanks, Paula. Thank Mwah. you. Thank you, Sunny. Have a great one, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Off the Cuff with SDJ. If you gained some knowledge, if you felt a connection, if you got some ahas or insight into this thing we call life, if you feel like you're a little more elevated than you were before you listened to this podcast, then please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're already signed up, please rate and review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to get more information about me and what I have to offer, go to my website, SunnyDonJohnston, that's with a T, dot com. Thanks so much, my friend, and I hope to see you next week.